By the way the man's voice was trembling on the phone, he revealed himself to be not only nervous, but totally shaken and unsure of himself. Biryu noticed it immediately. He could be worth his weight in gold. Your name is Lionel, you say. That's a nice name, she said. What can I do for you? Yes, as I said, my name is Lionel, and I'd like to be a singer. Piriu smiled, another one of those. Great. I know my voice is good, but the minute I have to prove it to someone else, I clam up. That's why I'm calling. There was a short pause. He just needed to collect himself. She thought it best then not to ask him if he even had the voice to fulfill the dream. Have you tried to shut the world out, Lionel? To find nature inside you and let your primeval force direct calm, concentration, and happiness through singing? I don't really know. I've heard this so many times before, you see. When you want something so badly, as I understand you do, it's easy to be thrown off balance. You swing, so to speak, against your own energy. I think that's what's happening to you when your voice clams up. But do you experience the same sort of insecurity when you do other things, Lionel? Because if that isn't the case, then I have to advise you to seek out one of the bioacoustic treatment methods, or maybe even grounding body fission, which I can refer you to once we've ascertained what would be best and safest for you. That sounds complicated, but if it works, then listen to me, Lionel. Spiritual growth is difficult, but there are methods to achieve it and develop a more specific, collective karma. It demands a lot of work, of course, but it's good to remember the Bodhisattva vow. We will not rest until each and every being has been saved from suffering, and that's how it will be for you in your case. To put it briefly, I'm sure we can find a passable way for you too. There was a deep sigh. Lionel was caught in the net. Yes, it would be expensive. Sitting there, as stoic as a vestal before the eternal fire, keeping guard over the lives and lifestyles of weak people, was where Piriu was at her best. Her insufficient upbringing may have emphasized that you should never take someone for a ride, but why have scruples about that when from time to time you could lift a person's life up toward higher levels by choosing to have your thumb on the scale? When people called her asking for a little insight into the road to a better future, why shouldn't they have it? When they fed her with information about their trivial day-to-day lives, banal dreams and sad hopes, and she subsequently interpreted it so that they had something to look forward to, what could be wrong with that if they only made the right effort? Hadn't she seen several times what it could mean when her clients received something to prop them up? And wasn't it true that a few people on earth were better skilled to predict things and organize the fates than others? It was certainly a skill she had. Artu had convinced her of that long ago. Piriu smiled. These phone advice sessions were, in all their simplicity, ingenious and lucrative, and, what was better, it was her idea and all her own income. On Mondays, she was the psychologist on one number, and on Wednesdays, she took on the role of the therapist on the other line, which she'd suggested they should call when the results of the first conversation needed further attention. A voice generator meant that on Mondays, she sounded light and ethereal, and on Wednesdays, professionally dark and authoritative. You'd really have to know better to figure out what she was up to. It certainly wasn't possible to recognize the voice.
These two telephone lines with a call rate of 30 Danish kroner per minute to respectively the light of the oracle and the holistic chain were Piru's pension savings, and for that reason she was the only person from the Nature Absorption Assembly who Atu allowed to run their own business while being associated with the Nature Absorption Academy.